Hi guys, good morning. What am I freaking saying? It's literally like 7pm right now and I just took a nap for two minutes on my bed because I'm so tired. But I also need to get this episode out as soon as possible today or else I will miss the upload. So I got up and here I am (laughs) talking to my phone through a voice memo. But anyways, today we're going to talk about imposter syndrome, which someone who listens to my podcast put as a suggestion, which you can, I don't think you can do it anymore, but I will probably open it up after this episode where if you do listen to my podcast episodes on Spotify of really cool features that you can add suggestions interact with the episode submit things so my little question box basically asks for suggestions on topics so if you have any it is completely anonymous so you can just submit it in i think you can choose for it to be public but no pressure i don't yeah i'm not gonna hold it against anybody to tell me their name because it could be a little weird Um, And even I get super weird about this, but I don't like commenting or interacting that much with celebrity posts, even though they're followed by like millions of people. I'll be like, they'll definitely see this and it's going to be cringe or blah, blah, blah. But they obviously don't care. And there's so many people out there interacting with their posts that they're not going to see mine anyways. But anyways... Onto the high-low buffalo. So, for my high, I had a really, really fun weekend. I think I should have rested, which is why my voice kind of sounds like I'm sick, which makes me a little bit nervous because I think I might be getting sick. Um, Fingers crossed that I'm not. But this past weekend, I did have a lot of fun not relaxing and instead doing a lot on saturday i went flying if you saw my instagram post it was super cool mikey's co-worker had a plane just casually and a 25 year old license so he flew us out we went from connecticut to upstate new york we stopped at saratoga county ate some food i had some really good mac and cheese and the mac and cheese was huge it was like massive the proportion which i'm super happy about because it was a little pricey so i was really surprised that i actually got a dish that matched the price and i also didn't get a like i didn't have to pay which was so so freaking nice we tried to offer mikey's co-worker to pay for his lunch but he refused so we also got a good free lunch and that's just super duper sweet but the whole experience was super fun i really want to get my pilot's license and i've talked about this in the past so getting like a little taste of it and seeing what it's like to be in a smaller plane was really cool And also, I had so much fun playing Frisbee on Saturday. It was just really nice to be back with the friend group that I always hang out with here. And it's been a really freaking long time. It's been like 
a month and a half, two months, basically, since I've seen everybody. So it was so, so fun to just be around everyone. Um, I would even say that was almost even more fun than the plane ride, just because I just love that group and they're just so fun to be around. So that was super fun. And then for my low, you can guess what I'm about to say because it's pretty much 95% of my lows, but work isn't that great. Um, There's a few things that have happened, actually not even a few things, like a million things that have changed in the past few weeks. And it includes like more micromanagement. It literally feels like there's someone sitting on my shoulder always watching me and making sure I'm doing work. So adding on to the stress and dislike that I already have for work, there's even more pressure now because I start, I'm start. i starting to feel guilty whenever I have any time where I'm not doing work. Even if it's like five minutes to take a break between meetings, I'll feel really guilty about going to the restroom or just like sitting there for a second, which is really irritating it's like something I used to feel a lot when I was in school where I didn't like the feeling of going out and having fun with like friends and just hanging out like I was supposed to every moment of going out I just felt really stressed about it so this is really similar which is annoying and you guys also know how I felt about school so yeah there's that and at the same time I'm still rigorously applying to jobs and i'm rigorously being rejected by them they're not even here like i'm not hearing back from anybody i'm just being like outright ghosted the job market right now is insane every freaking post from these weird ass tiny obscure companies they're just getting so many applicants and it's discouraging me a lot which is perfect a perfect example of the topic of the episode but anyways besides the point so that's poop and yeah for my buffalo um this is something from tiff so i'm not like that into a lot of the trends that go on in like tiktok and instagram even though i'm on it to do quote-unquote research or post things a lot even though I post a lot I'm not actually scrolling that much so I don't know a lot of what's happening but she did tell me and my friends that a trend that's going around is that apparently guys think about the Roman Empire a lot like around once or twice a week and the equivalent for this kind of thought for the girls is thinking about their ex-best friend which is so interesting and we and Tiff was validating this with a lot of our friends and we did find out that a lot of our guy friends do actually think about this which is crazy because for me and Tiff and a lot of our friends that are girls we don't really think much about the Roman Empire um and the reason for that I like literally I'm not sure but yeah, it's just a trend. Don't know if it's based off fact. Don't know if it's been tested. On to the topic of this episode, which is imposter syndrome. And already, I, ta- I mean, I talked about it naturally in my low. And the funny thing is, 
So I've talked about imposter syndrome a lot in past episodes, but I didn't know that's really what it was because my definition of it is feeling like you're you don't deserve what you've achieved and personally I I feel like I deserved everything that I've achieved so far because I feel like I put a lot of work towards what I've achieved I've busted my ass for the job I've gotten the degree I've gotten whatever achievements I have so far but I didn't realize that imposter syndrome also involves feeling like you don't deserve other achievements that you might not have it's just like any self self what the heck am I I've been like having this weird like accent that I'm adding to my words and it's been happening for the past week and I don't know where it's coming from like I I'm not watching anything where the people that I'm watching have accents so I'm super confused Maybe I'm just like, my brain's all over the place, so a lot of the times what I'll do is I'll combine words because I'm thinking so fast, my mouth can't catch up to it. But anyways, um, a part of imposter syndrome that I didn't know that was included is just the self-doubt in general for any achievements, any possible success. So feeling like it should be somebody else that should be getting that success or achievement someone else deserves it so you shouldn't get it you shouldn't even strive for a certain thing because another person might deserve it even more and yeah so there's this is actually super relevant and i used to think to myself like i don't think i feel imposter syndrome that much because of what i said earlier but then now i'm realizing like 95 percent of the things that i feel and the issues that I feel that I talk about with my therapist are basically under imposter syndrome. So that was fun to find out today, um, which makes it really easy to talk about because I deal with this crap every freaking day. And it's nice that I guess I can label it with one simple phrase because before I would just call it a million things and make it really complicated. Um, And so with this imposter syndrome, I did a little bit of research. And so this is not all coming from my head, but this is from the internet. So take it as you'd like. But there's apparently five types of imposter syndrome. So the first is a perfectionist. And the perfectionist imposter syndrome type is someone who feels like they need to meet high standards and they set these high standards which oftentimes can be impossible and because they don't meet those high standards they feel like they don't deserve the success that they've had so far or any future success the other type is superhuman and a superhuman imposter syndrome type is someone who focuses on the quantity so they want to do more and more and more and they want to be the best at doing all those things they're like they have to be the best at being the jack of all trades everything has to be amazing and then this type of person just because i feel like this one's not as common as like the perfectionist i think that one's pretty self-explanatory for the superhuman they feel like whenever they have 
idle time or not much to do. They're like, they have to be doing something. They could always be achieving more and there's always something else to do. And for the natural genius, which is the third imposter syndrome type, you think that your success and whatever you've achieved is given to you. It was, you were born with it. It was fate. So you don't connect it to yourself achieving it. And you also set super high standards because you're starting off from a point where you're quote unquote better than everyone else already naturally. So you set higher standards because you're like, well, if I started here, I have to be farther than everyone else. The fourth type is the soloist. And the soloist believes in not asking for help because they feel like it's a sign of weakness and it also invalidates whatever achievements that they have had in the past because they didn't get there themselves and they had to ask someone else. And finally, the expert. The expert type is someone who is obviously an expert in their field. They've putting a lot of time and energy and education into becoming an expert of the field so they feel like they need to know everything they and if they don't know enough they feel like if there's always something more to learn they feel like they're an imposter because they're not truly an expert so those are the five types perfectionist superhuman natural genius soloist and expert So feel free to, you know, with those descriptions, put yourself in a category if you like. I think I've been in a lot of different (laughs) one of these at some point. I can definitely give an example for each of these. Um, My example earlier from the low of micromanagement and feeling like I always need to be doing something. Um that could be superhuman i would say and then the job hunt of feeling like somebody else deserves it um that they would be better at their job what would that even fall under um i don't even know just maybe being maybe being an expert i think expert would be one because A lot of times when I'm looking at these job posts, I'm like, I'm not good enough. Like, I don't know enough yet to really take on the job. But I always forget sometimes that the role of a company and a job is to help you grow. And if you can't be doing that at the company and they're expecting you to come in to know everything, one, they better be paying you a hell of a lot more. But also, two, that is not a company I would want to be in because they're not very supportive and it's just too much pressure so it's just not a good environment to be in but anyways just some examples and with the these like five types the really fun thing about having self-doubt is that your brain does a really good job of concealing it which is probably why I didn't know I was an imposter for a long time I felt like I had imposter syndrome for a long time and sometimes it's, I'm, I'm having the syndrome, but I don't realize I'm having it. And with that, 
in itself is a problem. There's also your brain being really good at what it does and it's concealing it and being really sneaky with it where it shows up in jealousy, judgment, comments that you say or when you procrastinate doing certain things that could help you be more successful. These things are things that I do constantly to cover up that I have imposter syndrome and to make myself feel a little bit a little bit better. And I even hear it when people say it like for example with the jealousy they'll like comment like oh my god I I can't believe that person is like using their family member to get a job but then there that's like imposter syndrome you like feeling like you're not adequate enough to get the same exact job because you don't have the background or you feel like you're maybe a soloist where the only way that you deserve success is if you don't ask for help so that person who leveraged their connections doesn't deserve you know whatever job whatever achievement they have because they had support and then there's also judgment that comes with it where people will judge people and it just is a projection of how they feel inside like being insecure about you know being insecure about not being a perfectionist right so then you become really judgmental when somebody flops up or like says something a little bit weird because you're so hard on yourself and you have a serious case of imposter syndrome and that sucks because by being jealous or by putting on negative judgment on other people you just create a really bad environment which you're not intending to do it's just coming from a lot of pain and you're just trying to make yourself feel better by taking on this coping mechanism but at the end it actually hurts more people so what a fun little loop also i think my phone's dying but i think i'll be fine I hope it doesn't die in the middle of this episode. I don't even know how this is happening when I've been home all day and my phone still is at like 5%. Okay, anyways. And then the procrastination, this one's my my favorite one. I love, and I'm doing it right now, where I'll do everything else that I just love doing slash isn't as important just to avoid doing the big scary thing to help my success because i feel like i don't deserve it i'm not enough yet i need to prepare more in order to get started so an example of this is painting i am trying to get more into art which i've talked about and i've bought so many things to get started on you know making my own art becoming a painter whatever it is And I do paint, but not as consistently as I want to because I'm like, oh, if I just learn the technique better, if I just come up with the perfect idea to paint, but I'm just doing all these things to procrastinate just actually painting and doing the thing that will help me, which is practicing to paint. And I have all this self-doubt on being a good artist or even making it as an artist. And because of that, this imposter syndrome is literally holding me back. So it's just such an annoying thing. And it's something that I 
deal with every day like i said and i want to talk about because i know so many people talk about it and also deal with it on a day-to-day basis and it's just holding so many people back from making this world a better place from really being the best that they can be and just like shining and like enjoying life and loving their life and who they are and who they could be because we're just freaking in our heads and it sucks so so much that it's a barrier that you cannot see and the worst type of barriers i feel like are the ones when it's like you actually blocking yourself like yeah it's one thing when you have a physical barrier that you can see you can point out and then you can actually do something about it like yes those suck and those are difficult to get rid of but it's not as difficult as something that's so constant and loud and noisy and in your head and super abstract as like your own thoughts and your own self-doubt for the last part of this episode i wanted to talk about concrete things that i do to make myself feel less self-doubtish whenever i do have imposter syndrome obviously i haven't gotten rid of it at all (laughs) in my life and the goal would be to get rid of it entirely but it's not i don't think it's possible unless you're like superhuman and you figured it all out and if you did that's freaking amazing and you should let me know how you figured it out but i haven't figured it out instead i have ways of dealing with it when it gets pretty bad in the moment and hope that it's enough to keep it away for a little bit and then it'll come back up again and it's just like how most mental health issues come up it's just never gone it just kind of comes up and you can only get better at handling it and understanding what is happening emotionally to you so the first thing is reminding yourself that there's always enough room for yourself and another person so even though one person's success is super great and is exactly where you want to be it doesn't mean that you can't be there either there is no black or white situation where it's one of you or the other person and there's only one spot for you to get it's not really like that for 99% of the situations that you're going to be in there's always going to be multiple people that are able to be in the same place like even if you wanted to be the president of a country you could be the president of many many countries there's so many countries out there you don't need to narrow it down to say like i am the only one that can get this position even if you wanted to be the president of the united states every four years you have another chance of being the president so it's not just one person forever unless it were like some kind of yeah it's just not possible because everyone dies at one point and so someone needs to replace the person who's dying so it's not impossible to have multiple people in the same position see even now it sounds like i'm literally convincing myself and it is because i am it's still a problem that i face and i still have to juggle with but yeah there's always room for you and another person for myself i always have to remind myself if there's a famous artist if there's somebody who's an amazing painter i can also be an amazing painter while they're also an amazing painter same thing with youtubers sometimes i feel like 
there's just so many YouTubers out there. Like, there's so many famous people out there making the exact same content I'm making. They're prettier, they're cooler, they're funnier, whatever. The editing is better, but there's still room for me. And I have to keep reminding myself, especially because YouTube, like a lot of other, you know, projects and hobbies and ambitions and whatever, it's very much like self driven. So if I don't get myself back on track and in the right headspace, self doubt can really hold me back and I'll end up basically doing nothing that I've ever dreamt of. And honestly, imposter syndrome and self doubt is one of the biggest killers, I feel like, of people's dreams and hopes and just any plans that they ever had for themselves, which sucks. And another way that I try to overcome imposter syndrome is not making the thing that I'm trying to do that big of a deal. Because once you make it a big deal, you get too much into your head and plan for it and be like, it has to be perfect. Like, this is such a big deal. You make it super big and more intimidating than it has to be. It by itself is probably already intimidating and then your mind can do its thing where it just blows it up out of proportion and it makes it insanely dramatic for no fucking reason which is not fun to deal with so if you can manage to convince yourself and just talk yourself through the fact that it's really not that big of a deal and if you just do it then think about it it'll be easier so the thought like i feel like if you have a thought of doing something, just do something immediately in the first like minute to like get started on it, like write it down or like like learn how to do it. Something like look up a page to learn more about it so that you can really get yourself going and in the flow before all the emotions start rushing in and then you start doubting yourself. Because if you're waiting for a moment where the motivation is going to hit you and that you feel confident before you start, it most likely isn't going to come and you're really just relying on fate and chance to push you forward when you could just be doing what you can do, which is what's in your control and taking action and then letting the freaking intrusive thoughts come back later. And... Another thing that helps that it's a little bit cheesy is celebrating the small things. So you don't have to achieve amazing things. You don't even have to achieve anything to celebrate. Like, celebrate, like, I would celebrate even just sketching out a crappy photo for a painting. Like, those are things that I celebrate because I'm literally so happy I finally picked up the pencil and like did some art for the day because recently self-doubt has been huge in the area and I haven't painted in like a week and I always try to convince myself to like keep it going after I do one session but then yeah I my imposter syndrome kicks in again so it's really not the easiest thing to get over and I totally understand it I'm there and finally the last thing that you can try to overcome imposter syndrome is to always have somebody that you can rely on somebody that you trust that you know you can go to to pick you up 
whenever you're having self-doubt. Somebody who really sees the amazing potential that you have in you. And I know not everyone has this luxury, but if you can find a person like that, hold on to them. They don't have to be the bestest friend. They don't have to be the perfect friend. But if they're good at motivating you or being good at like picking people up and positive self-talk, you should keep them by your side when you have down moments and literally give them a call right away. And even for me, something else that really helps is if I can't find somebody to talk to immediately or I just don't want to bother anyone or I just am going through a really big rut of imposter syndrome where I'm dealing with it like every hour or every day or something like that, I have a an album in my phone and I call it it's called swipes or I just you know save it in an album and it's basically screenshots of really sweet messages that I've gotten from people and it's not there for me to like literally boost my ego but I guess kind of but when my my ego takes a freaking hit and it's like completely smashed and destroyed which happens a lot sometimes I like to use that album and go through the screenshots to remind myself like, hey, like there's people out there that are rooting for me and that see my potential. I have screenshots of people's comments on my videos of people messaging me and saying like, hey, I listened to your episode on Spotify and it made my day feel better or like you starting a podcast like really inspired me, things like that. I save those and it really helps on a rainy day. And so just know that it's it means a lot to me when people do say those things. And whenever, if you've ever told me something like that, just know that I do keep it in my head and in my heart and that it really is one of the main reasons why I'm able to get through tough moments and I'm still creating till today. Yeah, so that is everything for this episode thank you guys so much for listening i hope it helps a little bit i always say that but i'm serious i hope it helps somebody because if it doesn't then why the hell am i freaking doing these voice memos and don't forget to follow this podcast give it a five star rating if you want and leave any feedback on suggestions on the episode